sheep and friends with birds singing above us. It's dawn here in the UK, allegedly. And I thought everyone could use a win, and we've got one right here, so that's good. That's our producer, Winifred Mock. As always, I am your host, Rebel Zen, aka Danny Hale, and this is FIGO's PC episode 62. So, where does a win there's a way? Say hello, Winifred. Hello. It's been a long night. It has long, been long, a very, lonely, very long lonely, night. Lonely, lonely night in a week of misadventure and crazy things happening in uh, lockdown. Well, this is lockdown week four for everyone in the UK because it's now been extended for another three weeks minimum. Around the world, in Spain, everyone else. Uh, thoughts are with you guys. It's been pretty hellacious. Looks like there's a little bit of light shining at the end of the tunnel in certain places of the world, which is good. Not going to dwell or overdwell, but hi around the world if you are listening to us. We came from our intergalactic space station of uh, my choosing. It got too expensive. We uh, launched back down to our field with sheepy friends. Met with appallingly abysmal winds and wet weather. Can't miss that. <laughs> but uh, we are part of the lockdown now in the central nucleus of it. Well, it's been a very intriguing week last week. Uh, you had things like Mafia doing Meals on Wheels in Sicily and the south of Italy, which is a headline in itself. Uh, that's interesting. Seen it a uh, time where everything neutralizes. Very much not unlike the uh, Prohibition period in the USA, where the Mafia were doing generally good things as well as uh, generally bad things. The invention of NASCAR started, bootlegging, all of the good stuff forming America as we know it, it's similar to those times in Sicily. It just shows you where you can rely in times of crisis. You know, food's not available, someone's going to have it, and if it's organised crime, hopefully, it's an honest act of charity. probably is, to be honest. A lot of people in the South Sicily are very much affected by what's going on. Very isolated, very cut off. That's the weirdest thing that I read. There's other such things. Things like, um, I was thinking... You know when you go to Blade Runner-esque movies, apocalyptic movies, dystopian movies, before right. we ever witnessed anything in this global spectrum where the whole world's united, everything's shut down, it's a little dystopian, okay? Have you noticed that they always had weird haircuts? Like half their head shaved, the rest of it's long, <laughs> some of it's coney, some yeah. of it's dyed. Do you not think that it's from lockdown principle you get so bored you haven't got a professional hairdresser unless you are one and you're living with the family or whatever uh so you take it in your own hands and start doing weird and wonderful creative stuff mm. either that or the power cuts halfway through your haircut and you're just living like a road warrior in mad max for the rest of your days i saw on twitter that even deborah meaden tried to do her own hair massive trend it's like um i was looking at a live cast of the liverpool football club they've released two or three videos now of the whole club doing a net meeting. And uh, I think it was Adam Lallana was trying to get everyone to shave their hair off for when they come back to the Premier League. But uh, I can't see Big Virgil saying yes to that. Definitely uh, a few egos in the boot won't want their uh, trademark locks. It's okay for Mo Salah. I mean, the dude is the king of just get out of bed and that's my hair. And I love it. It's great. Just a quick footnote for our international listeners. Deborah Meaden is one of the dragons on Dragon's Den. And all the people Danny are mentioning are footballers. So basically I think the, famous Can people. I just point out <laughs> that I'm not being, I'm not seeing a trumpet. 90% of the world knows who Mo Salah is. Trust me. Very famous footballer. Super famous in the Islamic world. Very much so. Uh, with Nike being our prime sponsors now. And LeBron James being a Liverpool ambassador, I think you'll be surprised how many people around the world know who I'm talking about. Bearing in mind, when we were in Tokyo, we had that little story of the guy there at uh, the sports mm -hmm. centre. Liverpool was huge presence. This is before we had Takumi Minamino. In well, happier times. not all of our listeners know football. That's true. Or soccer. That's very true, but uh, it won't take you much to see who I'm talking about. I'm and just if saying. If say Liverpool Football Club, a lot of people know who that is. Honestly. There are people who literally... I've never heard of the game of football, but I think they're Martians. Anyway, we're moving on. Before I get into a full-scale war of how famous my football team is, or any football team. Um, just moving on to other matters. You said about Deborah Mean and Dragon's Den. To our American listeners, that's Shark Tank. Yeah. Same in Australia, 
Canada it's Dragon's Den, Ireland it's Dragon's Den, and some places in Europe have a Dragon's Den. It's like X Factor's sort of platform for pitching ideas to entrepreneurs. So you get like a group of five very wealthy business tycoons and then random guys come up these stairs in a warehouse building and pitch ideas. That's if you've never seen the format. Shark Tank was based on the Dragon's Den concept, but Dragon's Den began life in Japan. Really? It was an NHK program, yeah. As a so, concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first ever platform of Dragon's Den was in Japan. Of course it would be Dragon's Den, right? And it literally is a Japanese concept, much like Iron Chef. So they did it first. The BBC picked up the license to do it in the UK, but ours is the most famous, mm. actually, weirdly. X Factor of business, basically. It is kind of, it's without a pomp and circumstance. There's no, uh, it's not like um, an audience behind them and you haven't got an arena, no. but it's like perform me the best pitch you can in a musical number. Well, there is an audience, it's just through the cameras. Yeah, the TV audience screens. is watching from home. <laughs> yeah. But the actual panel is just basically five chairs, five. This is the thing that's also weird. There wasn't anyone particularly famous on the panel. Mm. Peter Jones has become famous from it. Mm -hmm. So you'd only know these people really if you were like very clued up in a business sector. Mm. It's not like, dare I say, The Apprentice. <laughs> Uh, which is all about Trump being Trump, passe, was about Trump being Trump. I think Bill Gates should have taken that over. It mm. could have been an interesting program if Bill Gates had done it. But anyway, we had Alan Sugar yeah. do the UK Apprentice. Alan Sugar compared to Trump is a little bit like a biro compared to a fountain pen, essentially. <laughs> Because in this case, we're the buyer and obviously America's got the fountain pen. I'm not knocking who's a lord, by the way, in the mm. House of Lords, Alan Sugar. He's the creator of Amstrad computers, mm -hmm. loads of telecommunications devices, Commodore and all of this stuff. If you're into British gaming in the 80s, that guy was a king. He made all of his money from TVs and, you know, it's basically like try to be UK Sony, if right. that makes sense. Multiple um, electronics. But yeah, he hasn't, to me, he's never like super mega, mega rich. Always a millionaire, but never a billionaire. Whereas Trump is, you know, in the top sort of percentage of America's billionaires. And now he's president. And Alan Sugar isn't our prime minister, nor <laughs> has he ever been. But he is in the House of Lords, which is political. So House of Commons, the next level in Parliament's the House of Lords. It's interesting. It's interesting. I thought Richard Branson, maybe. That would make sense for the UK apprentice. But it was Alan Sugar. I guess they went through a list and he was the guy who said, yeah, sure. Mm. Speaking of which, if you're on YouTube now and you want to see about the Dragon's Den, they actually have a YouTube channel. It's very entertaining, the English one. You get ranges from really nifty, cool things to the worst things you can ever see being pitched to anyone. And it's more raw. I feel like Shark Tank is very American. In nine times out of ten, people know what they're doing when they walk into the room, mm. I feel. Whereas the British one, you get some proper nutters. <laughs> they did a, a Children in Need version of it where Alan Sugar pitches to them as well. And he's oh. the richest guy in the room, yeah. which is funny. And then you add um, a reverse one where the dragons came in as guests to a spoof dragon's den for comic relief done by Harry Enfield and some British comedians where they walk in as themselves in Victorian era. It's very bizarre. Um, but yeah, it's kind of entertaining. And that's got me through. I've actually been watching a lot of that because right. it's intriguing. It's so quintessentially English, the businesses that these guys run. They have done stuff dibbing and dabbling in America, but a lot of it's very English-centric. Mm -hmm. So I think if you ever want to learn cultures around the world, that's a great show. Probably more than X Factor because it's more genuine. It's very much um, how can we help you make business by ripping you off with as much equity as we can. You know, you go, it's like most people, the, the funniest ones are when people go and I got, it's like, so I need 300,000 pounds, nearly 700,000 US dollars back in a day. Okay. So this is like circa 2008. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. For 5% of my company. Mm. which the valuation in that leap is enormous yeah. and the thing is like you watch this stuff and it makes you kind of everyday person especially when you do what we do in you know film and stuff 
number one relate to the fact that for first-time entrepreneurs the big costly mistake of investment is you thinking you've got all the power because you've got the product you've done the business to get it to a certain point and of course they flip that around very very quickly saying well you need us and you need our name and you need our brand to sell any of this stuff mm -hmm. you've taken this as far as you can go so how about 50 percent mm -hmm. and i'll give you half of the money right and it's 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 a fascinating process it's a power anyway, play isn't it it is completely but it, it really opens your eyes to investment which is i mean on a weird tangent if mm. you're in the film industry or if you're in theater especially it you need to understand quite quickly what an investment is it's not free money mm. you don't just go to like some rich dude and go hey i'm really good at what i do i've got at least five people in the boat listening to me on facebook so a boat? Yeah, yeah yeah so uh, it's, it's on my friends list so it's obviously listening and uh you basically right this is like a virtual pitch right <laughs> so you've automatically done what most investors would say a boat yeah a boat a goat and a yacht um but basically or a yacht and a boat with a goat inside it i don't know whatever but they're my followers that's your, on facebook that's, your that's my audience right so i'm doing really well obviously it's hard to get a boat on a yacht with a goat inside it and a bunch of mates four in total five i'm not sure if they're human they look a little bit like a tentacle but bear with me so i want 500 million dollars because you got that i did my research you're a billionaire right and i want to give you uh proceeds in film uh you can get like 10 percent of what we sell in in the door money right now this is how a lot of people imagine the deal going down and of course an investor wants to make a return it mm -hmm. has to be a profit otherwise they've got to explain to the irs <laughs> i just gave this dude 50 million in return i got nothing uh his film's guy he now lives in bahamas he's got a nice mansion and castle out there uh, he's changed his name he's called rufus Delabona, and he literally hasn't made a movie He's made a few home movies to show off how he did this with someone else's money. But it's basically, it's not an entitlement. So an investment always has crazy returns. In fact, it is very similar to a bank loan with um, equity uh, interest. And it also is very similar to dealing with the mafia. Mm. So, you know, back to the mafia, square one. Helping Sicily out. Good on them. Hope there's no drawback. And I hope they haven't made a uh, equity claim in people's lives. It's a very positive story. It's always so positive. I think that one day that might turn into Disney's latest Pixar extravaganza musical, the Mafia Meals on Wheels in Sicily. I'd love it. It'd be fantastic. Be I like mean, the God Godfather, not the Godfather. The Godfather. Yeah, so not to wrestling that. In a way, it's kind of order, unofficial order by well, any I think means I've, necessary it's interesting because the mafia or any organized crime the accuser mm. um joe pop you have to be careful the word accuser <laughs> but you know what i'm saying anything that's street level high crime tribes even mm. in hong kong at time of crisis there as in always in history they've been the ones to protect the people mm -hmm. when the people have needs someone it goes down a tally of normal suspects the military the police or any federal agency in America, and then it will go to the low, you know, the low level. They did in New York back in the uh, Prohibition period. There was a lot of help that the mafia gave to immigrants coming in from Italy and stuff. It's, it, it, you know, it's not all bad. That's the thing you want to say, but it makes a great headline: mafia meals on wheels, doing the rounds. Uh, you could do like doing the rounds, right, and have a picture of a gun and in in the chamber, doing it's a bunch of cabbages, right. you know, stuff like that. I'm just saying. This see, that's a real news story. I'm not sure why that didn't get blown up out of proportion. Probably because uh, you know it's bad press if you blow something up out of proportion. But the point is, you know, there's good stuff happening. That's all I wanted to say. Birds are still singing. Feels a great. Sheep are all in bed, as they should be. It's past their. Oh, I was going to say so really bad then. Make an awful pun. It's it's past their bedtime. But you know, we'll keep it. Uh, they're busy counting sheep. I guess, do sheep count sheep? <laughs> we count them. And, which is stupid. Like, if you're a shepherd back who came, in... Who came up with that? Well, if you're a shepherd back in the day, right? Mm. You're counted sheep. Yeah. You won't ever make it to the end. Because <laughs> you've fallen asleep. And that's how they run off. 
You know, I swear to God, I had more than three sheep. I'm pretty sure there was 13 last night. Did you start counting them again, Nick? Yeah. There you go. See? Ricky Gervais comedy series. The Shepherd. That's narcoleptic. Right there. That's that's great. Yeah. It's a whole new context of uh, counting sheep. One. I got one. That's what I name them. I'm sure. So I have to name all their sheep so it's not technically counting. Maybe it's a voodoo thing. Maybe it goes back to the old witchcraft white witch wait stuff. a minute the sheep next door don't yeah. they have like spray painted okay, well, numbers i didn't want to go there because of the vegan vegans the vegans and the vegetarians i just merged them to vegans <laughs> so you're now a separate group vegans vegetarian vegans okay i don't want to mention this but when we deal with sheep it's probably the same in america it's probably the same in australia mm. it should be the same in new zealand or canada can't really talk about the middle east i'm not sure how that works but we spray numbers so you know all like basically stops you, I guess, encountering them or if they stray, <laughs> at least one's been marked. It's almost like you're tagging sheep. Yeah. There's something supremely gangster well, about that. I always <laughs> knew that they spray painted like markings so you can yeah. recognize which one's yours. I I never realized that they spray it's numbers. painted numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's to, it's so like they're a, literally counting. It's sheep. almost a raffle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the reason they can do that is because obviously when you shear all the wool off, yeah, you then have to redo it. Respray numbers. Mm. I'm guessing. Dunno. It feels like a raffle, doesn't it? Number 44. Oh, that's Mavis. Off you go, Mavis. You got a new one. <laughs> that's the happy sheep one. Bingo. Yeah, exactly. Sheep bingo. <laughs> but I was just thinking, like, it's weird how they graffiti and sheep. Yeah. Re re realistically, like, I mean, that's super rehab for a graffiti criminal. Right. All right. What we're going to do, lads, uh, we noticed that you've been spray painting your tags all over the you know the underpass and the bridge what we're now going to do is move you to a sheep as rehab we need them sprayed i want you to do a good job and you'd have the most artistic exhibition of like colorful sheep ever you should do farming tag signs instead of numbering them this belongs to farmer whatever that's very postmodern it's it's different it's a, <laughs> it's a bit like giving yourself a haircut you know so we're going to live in a world of highly graffitied sheep wool and uh crazy gimmick hairdos so when we all snap out of this and it's all normal again <laughs> we'll be far from sane at this point we'll be living our own apocalypse now and my we'll dad's be hair is so long that it's almost getting to the point where it was like in the 70s yeah <laughs> well my i mean i'm growing mine as well uh, we've all seen me with long hair so series one you know but it's kind of like it's very weird man it's it, it's like such a weird thing there's so many things that you think about. Like, usually I would do that if I had, like, on my own trimmers and stuff like this. So you'd shave your hair off. It's basically, I'd do it right next to the sheep and show them <laughs> what's going to happen. And then I'd throw all my hair at them just to say I'm with you guys. I know what happens when we make a jumper that I'm wearing right now. It's basically the same thing. And, uh, of course, sheep just stare at you. Uh, they don't really process what you're doing. So you feel like you're doing it. This is an important message to any vegetarian vegans or vegans that are out there. I've literally created a tag, vegans. Uh, you know how you all profoundly think that you can converse with animals? Because they're wonderful things. You can't. And I can prove that by if you shave your hair next to a sheep, they just stare at you. They don't know what you're doing. Some of them actually do walk off in groups a bit like a human would if you start <laughs> shaving. A bit like keep away from Stay that guy. Away that from guy, the weirdo. That guy's a weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hidaki moment if you've ever watched Chobbits. But yeah, it's basically like... I think we're all going a bit mad. This is, but this is the point. Like we're now in a full month of lockdown, mm. which literally no normal person has ever gone through. It's mm -hmm. almost like a self-induced house arrest. We're all criminals. We've all done something dastardly, apparently. And we're, at, you mean it's great fantasy, isn't it? And we're in this thing where we're so evil, the mafia comes over and gives us meals. Just think about that. Crazy world. I thought your fantasy was that we're on a space station. It wasn't a fantasy. We were legitimately on a space station. We came back down. I only had rent for two weeks. <laughs> uh, it's a very expensive holiday. Don't we get like rent-free months or something? Well, the thing that started off to all the listeners, okay, is that you uh, you can't have a terrestrial holiday right now because all the planes are shut down. But no one said anything about space travel. Mm. So I looked up Airbnb astronaut edition. Which is kind of like, if you get the Airbnb website and you just pop it up now, it'll depress you because you can't stay in anything. But if you do anything, 
and you type in Airbnb and then you search and you say space. It won't direct you to where I went because it doesn't exist where I went. But I, I know how to speak to computers. You know, like vegans know how to speak to sheep. It's very similar for me. So I eat my uh, microchips. Uh, they're very good with ketchup or mayonnaise. You just have them in little things. Once you've eaten them, you can communicate with computers. Because as we know, computers are full of microchips. So once you establish a good rapport on Airbnb, you can go to the astronaut section. Um, and it's perfectly reasonable to have a space holiday right now. Because it's very hard to spread a virus in space. Uh, unless it's internet-based. You can do that. Space virus through the internet. A virus through the internet you can do. Uh, but a virus with other people, very difficult. Very difficult to do that. Mostly because it's a vacuum. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't... What's, what's the deal with space travel? Why do so many people want to do it? Uh, the final frontier? But you say that. I mean, you're quoting Star Trek. But the point that I would say... I didn't say, even know I was, but... Well, you are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not the final frontier. The frontier was very much America, finding America. Yeah. And uh, you got prairies, you got mountains, you got lovely landscapes, beautiful landscapes, well, lovely weather, tropical palm trees. The world. Now, the point is, the frontier's there. Okay, mm. so we've covered Earth, uh, which is changing every day. Mm. So we haven't... We will probably start discovering other things on Earth that we didn't know was there. Well, we haven't even discovered much of the ocean, so... Well, we know it's there. <laughs> we We're very familiar there. that the ocean's there. We haven't gone under it. But yeah, I guess... Or in it. What would you say? It's in it. I guess it's just curiosity of the unknown, and the sky is very much unknown. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be absolutely amazing if what technically all the rednecks of the world think are aliens are actually merfolks that have come up from the sea... <laughs> in a submarine, got a bit too high, spin off in the air to dry off their submarine and landed, which is why we think it's a flying saucer. And then they come out as merfolk and they're actually very terrestrial from the sea. They're actually the Atlantis people. So they're more earthly than we are and they've been around longer. Part of dinosaur, couple of lizard people, any popular fantasy that people actually believe in as a cult, those things are probably all from Atlantis. Ever thought about that? See, that's that's something. Yeah. See, this time makes you crazy creative. We're looking to the skies and we're thinking someone's going to go intergalactic, which takes an amazing amount of energy all the way to our little marble in a whole sea of marbles and give a damn. They won't. But what if aliens, like the greys and all this stuff, popular mythologies, <laughs> or the X-Files, is all wrong, and it's actually a submarine that pops up, spins itself off, which would make more sense because that's what you do with clothes, spin cycle, flick water everywhere, and everyone's like, oh my God, it's attracted me. Oh, I'm being only probe or whatever. Lands the spinny top. It's all dry now. And actually, Murpho. Unless we eat one, we're never going to know. So, anyone who's out there who gets recently abducted, if you have any time to ask any questions to the telepathic probers that you think exist, Ask them if they're merfolk and they come from Atlantis. <laughs> and one of two things is going to happen. They'll be terrified of you then. You'll have changed the game. Okay. Um, either that or uh, you've literally uncovered a massive secret of merfolk living in the ocean. And that could change everything. See? That's food for thought, isn't it? I'm not sure how we got here from haircuts, but... Uh... Well, I think the topic of today is how crazy does COVID-19 make you after four weeks of lockdown this crazy? But it's a really fascinating topic and everyone should ask that question if they're ever abducted by an alien. And I'm talking to you, Texas. That's right. Now, I think we've done this before, but if you ever want to look completely spiffy when you have a first encounter with someone from Atlantis, Obviously, they might not speak your language. You're going to have to use Google Translate on your own body. But if you ever want your first encounter apparel and attire, there's only one place you should really go and get it because it's totally unique. They're our series sponsor. You saw all of their stuff in Series 2 of Project FIA on YouTube right now. What are you doing? You should be watching it. And to just get your first encounter or alien reduction apparel, 
go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash hobo bait. That is teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash hobo bait for any alien encounter apparel of your choosing. Phase two is coming soon, but we're moving on. Uh, so yeah, crazy stuff. A lot of things have uh, been nominated to start. There's a, like I said, a bit of light at the end of the tunnel this week where we're starting to see fast food chains reopen their takeaway doors as far as deliveries. People like Burger King, KFC, McDonald's maybe won't be far behind it. Um, not sure if drive throughs or anything like that will open yet. It's very weird. It's almost like phased out reopening. I'm expecting a queen to... Uh, literally go to the main entrance of london when all of this is said and done on the freeway on the freeway equipment like the m5 or something that gets into london or the m1 i don't drive so i don't know what motorway it is and right at the entrance at a welcome to london sign there's a big red ribbon and a queen comes out horse-drawn carriage this is what i'm thinking with massive shears and cuts the ribbon and goes i declare london open right that'd be fantastic and then the Easter Bunny springs out and he says, can I have my job back? And I don't know, man, we could still be here for Christmas. So maybe Santa Claus comes out with a sack full of gifts for everyone. Uh, and you can all have them and sit on his lap. Because right now you won't be able to, you know. <laughs> you have to stay two meters away from I'm saying, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and Santa's he's not, not going to come down your chimney. <laughs> that's the thing that's crazy. He won't be able to come down your chimney. Uh, I mean, that's super believable. A big fat guy coming down a space of like one foot wide or not even one foot like inches in some cases it's uh it's a highly likely story that so even the owls have to keep their distance and making all your toys they start that they start production right now if you listen to this and you're ever wondering how hard it is to make eight billion potential toys weirdly we need an adult version of santa claus like it needs to be like shonen jump in japan it needs your different grades of kind of manga so Santa, the universally loved Santa, has a cap off, I would say, probably early teens. Maybe if you really want to cling on to all beliefs and stuff, 16 tops. But that's where you start getting crap presents after that. So instead of having the best console with 65,000 brilliant games or uh, a regal jumper with a reindeer on it and a mountain bike or something classic 80s stuff you then move on to socks you get a lot of socks um occasionally you get a book that you'll never read about something that you don't really care about you might get a sudoku book if you're really not good at math because that's that's always good for people who are a more wordsmith than mathematician is to give him Sudoku, yeah. You, you could mean get... more mathematician than wordsmith. No, no, the opposite. Because I got given a Sudoku book and I'm really bad with maths. And I'm a wordsmith. And I'm talking from my own experience. Most of you don't understand. I'm channeling my pain through the powers of podcasts here. So I got Sudoku. It was a cruel tease. I never got it. I'm just saying that. I would be. My, anyway, my these would days, do that. I wouldn't think that the elves make the uh, presents anymore. They just outsource to China. The Chinese elves do it now. <laughs> the Chinese. Every elves. nation's got a series of elves. Um, <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, you can't make it all in that one. Uh, some things are too hot. They'll melt the ice. Oh, that's right. That explains why everything's melting in the poles. Because the you know we're growing as a population. We're melting the ice caps faster. There's 8 billion of us now. The demand is crazy. Crazy demand. So he also needs to use FedEx more. Like he can't just get everywhere all over the, the planet now on his reindeer. It used to be easy when there was only five people living in the UK, three <laughs> in Norway, two in Germany, and six in America. But there's a lot more of us now, so it's difficult. Yeah, yeah. But I think there should be an adult centre. And there's a cutoff point. Goofy, fat, funny, sit on his knee, Santa, ends at sort of 16 max. After that, you get adult Santa, who's butch, trim, looks a bit like Bruce Campbell, Ash from the Evil Dead, charismatic as all hell, comes through the front door, 
literally drinking a bottle of brandy. You don't have to leave him one out. Sits and has a conversation with you. <laughs> and then literally gets his massive platinum awesome card out. Okay, everyone knows that exists. So what do you want? Give me one thing you want. And he starts saying what you want. He says, what's the name? And he, no, I don't want that. I'm married. What are you doing? The kids are upstairs. Well, it's Christmas. What are they going to do about it? You're allowed it once. And it's adult Santa. And I think we should sell that. Santa's a pimp? He can be a pimp if you want him to be. He's more like a genie with a credit card. I'll give you... The way you described him coming in the door with yeah. like the drink and stuff made me think of a hobo. In a Maybe Santa he is. Suit. <laughs> Maybe he is. I don't know. But basically, Who this is this Why is are you Ash, coming into my house? This is Ash from the Evil Dead, Sans Chainsaw Arm. This is who I the the perfect Santa Claus, Bruce Campbell, Sam Axe, if you prefer from Burn Notice, if any of you have ever watched Burn Notice. But that's the ideal Santa, and he comes in with his platinum awesome card. It's not even called a Mastercard or a Visa; it's an awesome card, and you get like one dream gift a year for an adult, and every adult gets that. You know, most women will actually want a new man. Most men probably want a new woman that night. They're allowed it. It's Christmas Eve, right? You can do whatever you want. What would you have? Um, I would obviously get like a PS5 ahead of the release. <laughs> um, you know, I'm never really stopped being a kid. So I'll be a kid forever. Um, I would also say you could probably finance a movie. So that's, we've gone all the way back to investment. Mm. So you don't need so to go to the Dragon's Den. You need adult Santa. Your film idea to adult Santa. You just need adult Santa. Adult Santa will make all your adult dreams come true. And that's literally that what you should so do. It's amazing. Adult Santa. And he's got elves <laughs> as well. Uh, they're more um, they're more sort of uh, gangster, you know? I thought you were going to say lady friends. They could be. I mean, they're more like Tolkien's elves, you know? So they're more like the forest dwellers, but they're gangster elves, you know? Why are they gangster? Uh, because he needs protection. He's adult. Are they Santa. from Sicily? Dude, like the guy's carrying a bottle of alcohol with him. He's got to go to every house. <laughs> There's 8 billion people. He's drinking all the time. He needs support. So they've got to be like gangster owls. You know, like, why is that guy weeing on my front porch? He's adult Santa. What are you going to do about it? We're the adult, you know, owls. Gangsters. And they're playing like, they all come in in lowriders too. He doesn't. Obviously, he's got like a... Let's think, what would an adult Santa have? He'd probably have a Lamborghini. A uh, Lamborghini dragged by a really, really big bear. So it's not quite the same as... Ted. You want to call a bear Ted? No, this is all reminding me of the film Ted. Oh, okay. I thought you just randomly said, this is my Ted talk. <laughs> so this is... Yeah, I'm pitching to the world right now. You're all at home and you're all thinking, man, this could go until Christmas. Well... We got to pitch to everyone the idea of Adult Santa, and it's Bruce Campbell. If you're not familiar with Bruce Campbell, watch The Evil Dead. He's in all of those. Sam Axe in Burn Notice. He was in uh, Xena Warrior Princess as a role in that. Uh, Hercules. He was in the Hercules TV show from all from the sort of 90s. Um, more notably, he was in the first Spider-Man. He was in uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy as a cameo. Very mm. famous cameos. I liked Great Burn guy. Notice a lot. Of course, there's loads of people who watch Comic-Con videos and they'll know who I'm talking about very, yeah. very quickly. Um, but yeah, Adult Santa. I'm sure Pete would agree. If Pete was around right now, he'd be like, oh, dude, I could grow to be that guy. And I'm like, yeah, you, you're pretty much halfway there. You know, you just need that awesome platinum card. And then you are rocking it, buddy. You know, so... Uh, that's his next career Maybe that's move. his Christmas dream. Maybe he missed his chance. See, I always think that it's like the ultimate... So basically, and this is literally a pitch now. So you reach 16, you're that kid. You want Christmas to last forever. It's kind of like Nightmare Before Christmas. And at age of 16, you said, well, um, this is going to be a thing that's, you know, before long, I'm never going to be able to appreciate toys again because I'm going to get rubbish stuff like lumps of coal, piece of orange. Uh, I'm going to get sued on Christmas. You know, I'm going to get like uh, my student loans are going to come through on Christmas. I'm deprived. The best thing I can get is a cracker with some cheese on it at Christmas. Christmas loses all purpose. Okay, it's all about the kids. One 16-year-old. This is the best Marvel pitch you'll ever hear. So you get your Genesis story for Adult Santa. Here it is. That 16-year-old, he's, he's very sure that his time at Christmas is almost up. He's got a stopgap of two years where he has to be an adult. Okay, so he's got like 18th birthdays looming. It's coming, you know. 
17 year old goes a bit mad probably has his first smoking session the 65 cigarettes in the back of the basement whatever then he hits that 18 number and he knows it's all over so he makes his wish at 16 his final christmas wish which as everyone knows around the world is the most important wish you'll ever have as a kid moving to adulthood um and he wishes to be adults aren't they? and that's where it all starts and a you know clap of lightning robin williams doing a voice of a genie pops up out of a land i think that's been done i think that's uh aladdin change it okay so we'll have someone else someone else pops up probably a giant bear the bear that's going to pull his lamborghini uh we'll call it yogi okay no one's done oh yeah no yogi bear exists all right grizzly there you go grizzly the bear pops up and he's a genie and he goes i'm the christmas bear genie right and he says to the kid all right you want to be adult santa yeah i want to be adult santa all right done kid turns 18 grows into bruce campbell suddenly and it's a little bit like um shazam okay so he goes from 18 to a near 70-year-old <laughs> icon of film and B-movies and everything brilliant. Bruce Campbell. And then he's adult Santa, and that's his new gimmick. He's clean-shaven. You all saw the old, old Spice adverts that he did. He's that guy, right? Mr. Suave. He's basically America's John Cleese. He's like a legend, okay? Now you're adult Santa. Now you're that guy. And you got all the superpowers of Christmas. But I was just going to say, adult Santa shouldn't have superpowers. No, he has. He's, cool. he's got... Now, this is what you're missing the point. He's got an awesome, a platinum awesome card. Yeah, Infinite I know. Infinite bank I know. account. But you said you wanted a PS5. That is a super, no, that's a superpower. Which is a physical thing. But then you're... Yeah, you, you're, mis you're, you're misinterpreting the power of an awesome platinum card. All you got to do is Can ask... Can you ask for something that's magical then? Yeah, yeah, you could. If you can buy it. I mean, you can't ask for things that don't exist. Yeah, but that's what I mean, but... I mean, he is surrounded by gangster elves, but, you know, it's got to be of reality. But maybe he exists. Maybe he's got a power that but stretches therefore... the infinite possibilities of a quantum universe. But therefore, the wish to become an adult Santa is not possible. No, it is, because that was his last child's Christmas wish. Oh and that, that has all mythology connected. The continuity of this, It has mythology uh, like a fat guy coming through a chimney. Right? And and if you spray if you sprinkle fairy dust on reindeers, they can fly. But it's it's you know, because that's absolutely This is a terrible concept. Yeah, I'm this sorry. is brilliant. I'm out. And if you didn't get that, we were just reenacting a film pitch <laughs> to the dragon's den. See? See how much fun you can have in the apocalypse I mean, uh lockdown. Anyway. I, I don't want to use this. You don't want to throw Apocalypse around too much before, because if you do, it just sounds like a club in San Reno. Apocalypse, you know. Uh, I always thought they were an ice cream, mate, and then I realized it was Calypso. Maybe I was dyslexic. I don't know. In a past life, like when I was four or something. Mm. Calypso and Apocalypse. Yeah. It's almost like a re-lettered word, isn't it? Mm. There is a name for that. Uh, uh, see, all of the smart people have gone to sleep now. Uh, conundrum on Countdown. <laughs> no. What's it called? Countdown Conundrum is a come on, come on, literature student. Anagram. All right, so you've got your moneygram and you got your anagram. They're different because it's all, uh, basically a woman comes around and she's knitting a jumper. Uh, and she's like, My name's Anna and I'm giving you a gram. A gram of what you say? And she says, twine. And you're like a little disappointed. But you got to wait for Christmas because that's when Adult Santa. And why stop at Adult Santa? Why not reboot the entire franchise? Have Adult Easter Bunny. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? There's no way in hell that wouldn't be a Playgirl off the Playboy franchise with bikinis and stuff <laughs> and a massive bunny head, you know? Um... So the Adult Easter Bunny is obviously that. Or the bunny from the caramel advert in Cadbury's, if you're old enough to remember that. And the adult tooth fairy will be appreciated by... Uh, the adult tooth fairy is Dwayne Johnson. Old people We've all seen that. No, the lose. adult tooth fairy is Dwayne Johnson. We've seen the movie. <sighs> the Rock is the adult tooth fairy. We all know that. Okay. Either that or it's a serial killer. Whatever you prefer. It's a very serial killer type of name, isn't it, tooth fairy? I think it was in Dexter as well. The serious about uh, serial killers. Not to be confused with Dexter's Laboratory, a Nickelodeon cartoon. 
Yeah, that's very. And it's different. quite confusing. So if you're a kid and you're ever going, oh, my friends all talks about Dexter's laboratory, and you type in Dexter's Dexter. laboratory, it might be a blood analyst for the Miami PD. That's a serial killer uh, drama series. Wow, all of these things seem old now. You know, <laughs> a lot of people out here are going, "What are you talking about? You had cartoons. We had we have CGI now. What's the matter with you? Like you had hand drawings. What the hell's the problem with that? Are you caveman, you know." Because it is going to be digital projection. Speaking of which, now we've done our adult versions. They've remade a lot of things for this generation. Well, one remake that's just occurred, I mentioned it briefly, I've completed it recently, and that's Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm. Part one of a who-knows-how-long series of absolutely jaw-dropping, stunning visuals, like literally better than most movies CGI. Mm. Up there with Disney, man. Absolutely unreal. Uh, on a power of a PlayStation 4, which almost makes you think we've really not tapped into this console and we're about to jackhammer it in favor of the fifth one. Mm. Sad, really. I think the potential really was shown in that game. But hey-ho, I mean, there's still time. We've got time. We don't know. A lot of this stuff is delaying. The, uh, the old CV, as I call it, is delaying a lot of things happening. So we don't know if things will be pushed back for another year on certain releases or whatnot it's going to be an interesting time coming through this i do hope the queen reopens london and if the queen reopens london ozzy osbourne should reopen birmingham same thing <laughs> uh, instead of a red ribbon it should be a black ribbon with upside down crosses and some pyrotechnics and he should birmingham's open now shadow that kind of thing great massive cleaver right <laughs> okay uh, York, well, you gotta have Sean Bean dressed in his Game of Thrones garb. Gandalf. Uh, you could have all of the wizards. Mm. Gandalf. Because he's from York. Well, Sean Bean wasn't a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Bean was uh, uh, Ned Stark, I brother of Tony Stark, Iron Man. Oh, okay. It's like it's very confusing, conflicting. You watch Game of Thrones, Ned Stark. You think you look at him, he's medieval. He's got his sword, but killing off dragons and you know fantasy stuff he's actually the illegitimate brother of tony stark and it shows you how far removed from america we are in england with technology we all live in castles fight off dragons every day meanwhile his brother's out in malibu beach sipping martinis whilst you know being iron man ah uh, see we got duped after world war ii when that's the problem you know, because we owed America a lot of money and it's really bankrupted our, our government. We're now having to make our living off fighting dragons. Uh, we've got an immigration problem. A lot of them are white walkers uh, that come from the north uh, trying to crystallize our souls. It's it's very sad. Uh, so, yeah, Ned Stark, whether a Tony Stark, Sean Bean, he's there with Gandalf, the wizard, Ian McKellen, who's from York. Judy Dench riding a bicycle in between them as Queen Victoria. What a great opening that'll be. Reopening of York should be the best of Yorkshire. Uh, let's not put James Martin there with a cup of tea and some of his homemade scones. He's a celebrity chef for all those listening around the world. I think you might have seen him in America, but he wasn't ever truly that noteworthy, unfortunately. You know, you've had two of our Jamies, Jamie Oliver and James Martin. You know, mm. uh, Jamie Oliver tried to uh, tell everyone in your school that you're obese whilst being obese himself. Hard sell that. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's a good series. He's a good guy. Yeah. His heart's in the right place. I've medically can certify that. Liverpool should be opened by the Beatles, Steven Gerrard. Uh, I didn't even have to think about that. Kenny Dalglish via satellite because unfortunately he's asymptomatic of the coronavirus. King mm. Kenny is. Very sad. Right is cool that he can't see people unless he walks out in a robot outfit which would be amazing maybe we should do that what we should do and i really think you know how everyone's going oh we could make lamborghini should make a face mask we should do full-on hazmat suits and make them awesome then we could communicate we could actually have an entire body outfit like an astronaut outfit we've got two of them spare from the space station but make pimp my hazmat that would be an amazing TV show. MTV could throw it out there. Um, you basically have a full-on... Every human being on a planet is given a hazmat suit. Uh, or a bubble. You saying about the inflatable bubbles that yep. you can go across the ocean on like a gerbil <laughs> if you've got enough air inside it or inside you. I don't know how that works. Um, 
but basically, this is the it's better. You can hug each other. You got a hazmat suit. You could do it in a style of Robocop. That'd be cool if you're from the 80s. Uh, if you're not, just ignore the one that they did a couple of years back with Samuel L. Jackson. That was terrible. Uh, apart from, I think Gary Oldman was in that. I don't know. I think he that was his last kind of, I need 50 quid just to get me back home to do Winston Churchill win an Oscar and the rest of his history. I think that was his last paycheck movie. He did... Gary Oldman's had a very interesting career. He's done a lot of amazing, iconic stuff. And then in between, salt and peppered with some really abysmally pants movies. Mm. It's very strange. Yeah, he wins some, he loses some. I think he always knew it was that. It just needed the cash. Yeah. And Nick Cage, I don't know what's going on with Nicolas Cage. That's a good tangent. Talking about our actors from the other times. You know, there's some classic, amazing stuff. And then literally every B movie you can ever do. It's, he's got like 500 movies out a year, it seems. It's crazy. Anyway, he's probably uh, having his second or third life right now online streaming stuff because that's where most of his catalogue is. It's sad. The guy's a very talented actor. It kind of went all a bit mad. But that's what you have to do when you're paying the bills. I think that guy might have broken the Guinness Book of Records by the end of his career with the most credits as an actor in any in overall movies. Mm. Because he's clocked some serious work in the last sort of 10 years. Mm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's interesting. See, we're still saying we're still coming at Barely. you live. We're from a field with sheep <laughs> now. So we're getting more oxygen. You know, when you breathe in ventilated oxygen in a space station on astronaut Airbnb, it does make you a bit cabin feverish is the only way I can say it. Uh, you are in a highly pressurized state of isolation. And, uh, when you come back down to Earth, the first thing that hits you, apart from the ground, is uh, and the gravitational pull. The first thing, apart from all of that, is the oxygen. And you go a bit nuts from that. It's a very good natural high. If anyone really wants to get high on life. And it's not illegal. You can go uh, to your local online dispensary and get some uh, sort of uh, oxygen tanks. You know, filtered oxygen. If you have a sniff of that they used to have that thing with the flavored ones in la yeah i think oxygen we mentioned bars. this before yeah, yeah. it was like a it's like a test tube yeah. of oxygen that you could buy well it was, it was the best thing i've ever seen in la because <laughs> you just had this thing that looked like an amazing mixology cocktail yeah bar like a bar in the middle of hollywood and Highland. it was an oxygen bar yeah 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 but you just get oxygen they'd spray it in your face and go all right 50 bucks what did anyone ever oh yeah there's a few there's a few there was a few very, very few. <laughs> it it, it can't have been cheap either. It wasn't cheap. It wasn't quite 50 bucks. No. It was like, it, there was, it was competitive. But it became a thing. It, I think it's like the precursor to vaping. Because to me, that, that was a thing that was meant to really blow up. Mm. And it would have if you'd had the right ingredients. Uh, because <laughs> the, the right you know, oxygen's highly flammable. <laughs> but uh, it, luckily, it didn't blow up, literally. And basically... Instead of that, I think vaping became the hit shebang, to be honest. But I do remember that because they were yeah. saying how good it was. Like, there was a real attempt, like a zen attempt. Like, you'd go to certain places and, like, a nice glass. They were promoting butter. it like it was really healthy yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. But, but it was oxygen. so gimmicky. Oxygen. But it was flavored oxygen. <laughs> People were really not buying that stuff because yeah. you physically can't hold it. It's weird. It's almost like, dude, you could just put a little bit of vanilla essence at the bottom of a test tube, shake it up. And then just put it in the air and just sniff it and go, oh, man, that's pretty crazy. And it's just the air. You can buy, like, cans of souvenir air that's, at some point. That's, been, that's, that's yeah. been going for years, that is. <laughs> like sand from the Sahara Desert. Yeah. In a, yeah. But I think what you all got to look at is, like, so you come back, you land, and it makes you a bit mad. And that's really what we've been since we've been back here. I've been shaving, like, mental imagery for anyone out there who's panicking about all of this situation, here's the mental imagery you have to have in your head. You might be panicking and you might all be worried. It's been four weeks. It's going to be however long it's going to be, three minimum, whatever. The last image is uh, it hasn't quite got as bad for you guys as a lunatic running up to a bunch of sheep, shaving his hair off, smiling like a maniac. And if you keep that in your head, we're not quite at Mad Max level nuts yet. We're not <laughs> quite dystopian yet. We're still 
having relatively realistic worries and concerns. Old guys are reaching their 100th birthday, walking around their garden with a military salute and Captain Tom. Isn't that it's almost a David Bowie song? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, if you know anything about English news, you'll know all about what I'm talking about. I'm keeping it subliminal. Uh, there you go. So we'll be back this time next week. Definitely on our field. Now we're terrestrial because we ran out of money in our Airbnb astronaut edition. Um, yeah, basically what you can see from this, if you're ever a budding psychologist or if you're ever interested in psychology, or if you're wondering how do people disintegrate into oblivion mentally through isolation periods, we're the test. They uh, say we have three more weeks, but what is time? It's just an abstract concept. See, one of us has turned into Confucius. The other one is a guy that shaves his head near sheep, runs out of power halfway through, and then literally has half a shaved head and the long other half. Marilyn Manson style. Anyway, we'll be back. Same place, same time. Hopefully more sane than now. Maybe less. Who knows? That's the experiment. It's going to be interactive and amazing. Everyone stay home. Stay safe until you're green lit and then run out making brum brum sounds as if you're a dodging car that would be amazing if we got unilateral people right they've given us the green light we can leave and you just go and smack into each other just like a dodging car not like violently just bumping yeah wear big rubber rings around your eyes and just whack into people brilliant experiment but the green light's coming it's only weeks away we'll keep you entertained as best we can who knows what we'll come up with next week we'll have another concept who knows we might actually be pitching to a real-life dragon. The Komodo one. I don't think any of the dragons exist. <laughs> I mean, they might. There's one on your t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I better go now and get it off before it bites <laughs> my face. I've got green fluff on me as well. It's weird. I wish you had a visual idea. I think I brought back an alien species. Oh, well. Uh, anyway, we'll be back. Same place, same time. Field number 54 in the region of whoever and whatever. Over to win for the wrap-up. Subscribe to FIA Gets Tubed on YouTube for access to all Project FIA episodes and extras. As you know, you can find our podcast on all the major platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Ask us questions and drop us your comments via email. Our address is projectfia.rebelrated at gmail.com. And of course, we are also on Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA.